so the issue is lordship salvation versus free grace and i want to articulate both of those positions there again that bullseye of christian doctrine what do you do to be saved like that's a question you're asking so what do i do to not go to hell you know how do i get to heaven that's going to deal with salvation you know soteriology that's that little bullseye and so i just i'll just say uh, plm holds to a lordship salvation teaching slash doctrinal position they're not going to publicize that on their you know website and i actually was talking to a couple guys that were like yeah this is different than what i was taught at church and um they're so they're going to call essentially and i and if you guys are watching you know this is kind of what you did you use the term cheap grace heresy a lot so that's they're referring to free grace position and they call it the cheap grace heresy and so i would say no 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 it's it's a different articulation and and that's the problem is, is we're busy doing you know paul's anathema you know they're heretics they're heretics they're heretics let's actually sit down and talk about this i respect you guys and i respect and we'll get into who pushes this you know john MacArthur, paul washer potentially john piper we'll get into that a little bit i respect those guys i really do but i might you know say hey uh, i don't think i think that they're front-loading some things onto what Jesus says clearly over 150 times, you know, faith alone, believe. And so we'll go into that a little bit and how repentance, confess your sins, be baptized. If you deny him, he'll deny you. How do those verses play into the one who believes has eternal life? You know, stuff like that, you know. Does God have one condition, multiple conditions? Is it faith plus, you know, uh, being saved versus being a disciple? You know, carnal Christians and, and spiritual Christians. I mean, and these are things that is like, oh, no, none of that exists. None of, you know, and so it's I'm asking these questions and I'm trying to do it in a civil way that is, uh, I agree with the free grace position, but like, you know, and that's because of, of, um, as we'll go through some of the Bible verses that I've been looking at, but you know, I'm 21. What, what do I know? I'm doing the best that I can do at this stage in my life. And I'm trying to just honestly present that out. So the main issue was that even if I'm wrong in my position, it wasn't like, we don't want to sit there and argue about doctrine. We're there to deal with sexual addiction and know Jesus. But the point is, is like, this is like key. This is like, this has everything to do with how we're seeing God, how we're relating to God, how, you know, are we saved? Are we eternally secure? You know, once saved, always saved, that kind of uh, mentality. How does that paint God? You know, like, like his character, who he is. I mean, it's like, these are important issues, um, important distinctions. So, so for example, a Catholic and a Protestant are going to have different soteriological positions, right? A Catholic is going to have grace and works, right? Faith and works. It's like you believe, but there's also, you know, you work out your salvation and there's some other stuff. So they interpret those. Or James, you know, faith without works is dead, you know, justified through faith. You know, is that, you know, and some people would say that, oh, no, that's, that's justification before men. You're justified by God through trust alone. Abraham believed God. It was counted him as righteousness. These are different frameworks of thinking biblically systematically about doctrine and so i think i'm shaking the table so the prod within protestants though so martin luther the guy with the funny hat protestants okay then now evangelicals today and whatnot and all the you know different denominations within that group we're going to have a difference of opinion in like nuances of like okay is it faith alone you know do i have to repent first do i need to be baptized to be saved do I need to confess God before men? Do I need to walk down an aisle? Do I need to say a prayer? Do I need to admit I'm a sinner? Like, what do I need to do? And I'm going to hold up the position there's one thing, and that is the one volition of your will, choice of the soul, you want to call it, whatever it is, and that is to trust that Jesus died for your sins on the cross and rose again. That's it, your sins. And when you believe that, God literally applies it to you, and you're sealed, and you're saved. And you sealed, you know, it's, that's, that's a, I guess, a reference to eternal security. I mean, 
you know, the God's spirit is living in me. Can I lose my faith? We'll get into all of that. I'm getting a lot of this from, there's a couple different books I've been reading and things, but a, a pastor down in Texas, Dr. Andy Woods um, at Sugarland Bible Church. I'll include a couple of links in the discussion that they that he has about this. Um, and I've also read some of the rebuttals against him. Uh, and I think it's one of the first things that you just, if you just Google, you know, uh, seven issues with Lordship Salvation, you'll actually find another link that says seven issues with not Lordship Salvation. It's a rebuttal. So if you want another perspective, there's that. I forgot who it was by, but I was reading that. And again, it's just, this is this issue in, in, in Christian Christendom, and we'll get into that. So in a nutshell, free grace, all a person must do to be justified, justified before God, that means to be Seen is right, right? You're in a court of law. I have a bunch of sin, all the pornography I've looked at, whatever, or even being born, being born. All of mankind is born in a broken state, so to say, un, so to speak, unable to commune with God, walk with God. Remember I said God's goal is a relationship? Well, the whole point of God is restoring that Garden of Eden fellowship, right, with man. That's what God wants. So, but the point is there's a divide. So the sins we've committed versus just being born. All a person must do to be justified, reconciled to God, had made peace with God, it says in Romans, is to trust personally that Jesus Christ died on, a, on, their, on the cross in their place and rose again. That's it. When you believe that, Jesus Christ, which is God himself, okay, died on the cross to reconcile you to him. So, and, and so that's all a person must do to believe. So when a person personally trusts this for themselves, God permanently wipes away all of their sin debt, past, present, and future. I think Colossians calls it our certificate of debt has been wiped clean. So it's like sin, it's, it's the debt before God, um, the crimes. Justification is done. Jesus' perfection slash righteousness slash purity is really given to us. For God, we are, we'll call it positionally right. So God sees me as righteous now. He's cleaned the debt. Okay, but practically there's an outworking of that. Okay, living, living to, you know, it says in Ephesians, walk worthy of, of uh, the, walk worthy of the calling to which you're called. So we'll get into that a little bit more. But that's kind of what that is is putting forth. So, however, in a nutshell, Lordship Salvation will teach a person it must trust in Jesus' substitutionary atonement. That's why, you know, he substituted you and atoned for you instead of you going to the cross and dying, right, for your sin, right, the infinite punishment of sin for you on your behalf, for mankind, available for everyone, but only given if you accept it, and that's the key, through tr faith, trust, that's what that word means, trust, and, and this is the issue, and also something. And typically it's also surrender to him as Lord, or at least be willing to surrender to him as Lord. And so what it really comes down to is, and this is also a discussion of like, when you believe are the good works that prove that I'm a Christian to man, not to God, right? To some extent, do they happen automatically or do they happen not automatically? And I'm going to answer they happen not automatically because it's a relationship I have with God too. Hey God, I don't want to look at pornography anymore. You know, it's not automatic. It doesn't just happen. PLM's going to side with this because they're saying, if Robert, if you were really saved, you wouldn't be here. And this is something they say a lot. Um, and we'll get into verses, the one who sins is of the devil, you know, and so they're using this, you know, uh, the one, you know, the one who sins doesn't know God. And he says, Lord, and he says, Lord, Lord, depart from me. I never knew you. So these were the verses used to me. You know, I was never saved. I never knew God. You're still in sin. Or, you know, Robert, you're a hypocrite. You know, you were living in sin. It's like, guys, like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be honest. Like, I really do want to be free from this. What do I do? So, and this is kind of a response to why are Christians in the church still living in sin? Oh, because they aren't really saved. They haven't made Jesus Lord or else they wouldn't be in sin. You know, it, that's the issue. It's like, oh, you, you know, you won't be in sin. You can't habitually, and that's kind of the key. If you read the ESV, it says the one who habitually sins or is consistently sinning is of the devil. So there's, and this is, there's a doctrinal position here. So it's like, I am in habitual sin. I'm not saved, right? I mean, that's their definition. That's how they're interpreting their, their, so then I, then we start asking, it's like, 
okay, wait a minute, is there another way of looking at this? And that's the key, there is. It's called the free grace position. And they're saying, this is a heresy to tickle your ears. This is what you like. You don't want to you know, walk out holiness. I'm like, guys, I do. I just believe I am saved. I, and I believe the double mind, the fact that I'm double minded about it is because there is something in me, the Holy Spirit that's regenerated me at the point and moment of, of salvation that is saying, don't do this. You don't want, there's a new me fighting with the flesh. So, and that's kind of, that, that, we'll get into that a little bit later, but that's kind of the, that's a big part of it is it's not, no, you're not saved. No, it was never, it was, I am saved because of what God has said, period. It's done. It's not based on my works. Okay. And it becomes a form of, and, and people argue back and forth, it becomes a form of, um, sin becomes an indicator of whether you're saved or not. And that isn't an indicator, you know, because it's it's on the promises of God. You know, I've been saved by trust alone. I trust that I'm saved. I trust Jesus paid it all. That's it. It's not, oh, you didn't have the right faith. You know, the Calvinist never had his faith. You know, he's like, oh, I, I fell back into sin. Oh, I'm not saved. Or the Arminian lost his faith again. You know, he can't find it. So they're always, and so that's an extreme hyper-Calvinism, hyper-Arminianism when they approach this subject. Um, because you kind of could see kind of both there. I have friends who are both. So, okay, I'm I'm some weird animal in between, which is typically, I think, where a lot of people find themselves. You know, and I'm not bashing them at all. I'm just saying that you can have these extremes at, at times. So I want to talk about who teaches lordship salvation. So, and again, I respect these guys, but I, you know, you can disagree with, with people and discuss it. And, you know, we can disagree and still discuss it. I think that's important. I mean, that's the whole point of, of having dialogue and reasoning. You see Paul reasoning with the Bereans. You see, um, and even it says over and over, I wrote these down, just, just, and this was kind of my issues, you know, wisdom from above is open to reason. This is in James, you know, we have the mind of Christ able to spiritually discern things. First Corinthians 2, 14 through 16. Uh, God will give us understanding in all things. You know, when we see him, second Timothy 2, was that verse seven, you know, God's given us a spirit of power and love and sound judgment in the HCSB or self-control one, second Timothy one, seven, you know, first John five twenty. you know, son of God came to help us you know, help us understand the truth. Yeah, help us know truth. Uh, or, you know, was it first Second Timothy two fifteen? Study to show yourself approved to God as a workman, not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, rightly teaching the word of truth. So we need to be able to understand this stuff. And then he even says at the end of I think it's Second Peter or something. Yeah, Second Peter uh, was it three? I wrote it down three sixteen. Um, it's hard to understand. You know, the things that Paul's writing are hard to understand. And people who don't understand them twist them to their own destruction. I'm not saying that you know pure life is doing that, but I'm saying these things are hard. You know, let's you know, ask God to help us understand or be like the Bereans. You know, they weren't even saved at that point, but they went back to the scripture and studied things to understand them. So that's what I'm trying to do here. So just three names I can think of. I mentioned John MacArthur, Paul Washer, I think John Piper, I think, don't quote me on that. But, you know, I know for certain John MacArthur in a response to carnal Christianity, he kind of went back to the Puritan writers, and this is where a lot of the Puritans are very hyper-Calvinistic. I heard they wouldn't evangelize their own children, that kind of thing. So why is there all this, you know, porn addiction in my church? Oh, they're not really saved. They haven't made Jesus Lord. And so, the, you know, and so like Paul Washer, I was watching his 10 indictments, and, um, you know, the wicked doctrine of the carnal Christian, he says something like this, and I'm like, you know, so if you're in the Lordship camp, they, they, they don't, they're... There is a carnal Christian, but it's not the same way. It's downplayed. The way that I'm going to articulate it, it's, you know, it's allowing Christians to live in sin. I get it. I get the accusation. But I'm being honest with you. I don't want to live in sin. I don't. But I think that what, what's happening is, is it's like a, it's almost like a neo-Catholic works-based in the Protestant, you know, in the evangelical movement. It's like, okay, you're saved by faith, but also, and it's like, wait a minute, you just added a but also, and, and it's, it's subtle. And there's no, there's no eternal security in, in this, which means, I can lose my salvation. You know, am I persevering in good works? So, you know, the P of Calvinism is perseverance of the saints, which is you're persevering in good works, which is showing that you're one of the elect. Or if you're an Arminian, 
you need to do that or else you lose your salvation. I hope I'm articulating this rightly. Remember, I don't, I'm not, I'm doing the best I can. Um, I would opt for preservation of the saints where I am preserved. I'm not persevering, but I'm preserved like God has me. And that gets into a doctrine of rewards, which we'll talk about later, the Bema Seat Judgment of Christ, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I think. Building on the foundation of Christ, right? He's wiped the debt, you know, that my, my slate clean. But now I can build. The wood, hay, and stubble is burned up. Things done out of an unpure motive. Things done are good, you know, gold, silver, jewels, right? God wants to reward you. He's a good father. He's like, you worked well, son, daughter. You you know, I want to give you these things, you know. And so, and that that would be a response like how to get someone out of carnal Christianity. I'm getting that from 1 Corinthians 3, verses 1 through 3. So I cannot regard Jew as spiritual people, but as infants, carnal. So we have three categories there. You also have in Hebrews. We'll get into that a little bit later. And so in the rebuttal, they're saying those were so-called brothers, but they're going to hell. They're not really brothers of Christ. And Paul's telling them how to deal with them. So that's what someone would, at least in what I've read, would you know say, oh, no, that's that's not how that is. So I'm um, moving on, though. So that's, that's kind of lordship salvation. I hope I've made it clear. Something is surrender repentance so pure life ministries adds repentance that's what they camp on and i forgot what teaching they show but they show the order of the normal christian birth the natural christian birth is repentance then faith then baptism then receiving the holy spirit i don't agree with that i believe repentance and faith are the same thing because they're missed and when you read a lot of john MacArthur, paul washer these others at least john MacArthur for certain that i've read they add stuff into repentance so repent metanoia means meta metamorphosis change noia notion your mind change your notion change your mind and so they'll add so pure life ministries takes their definition of it which is you're forsaking sin you're turning from sin you're repenting of your sin you didn't repent correctly or else you you wouldn't be in sin so and and again they're saying you wouldn't be in sin because they believe that not sinning is automatic meaning if you did this correctly you would automatically stop sinning you might slip up occasionally but you wouldn't be in habitual sin and then that's kind of the key is that's not a relationship then we're puppets of god you know this is very very systematic big picture stuff that i'm trying to get at it's hard to explain but it is a different kind of a different view of god god is a relational god and i am not looking at pornography anymore i mean i'm literally seeing the change in my life right now today um, because it's a choice. And I'm like, God, I don't want to have commit spiritual adultery. Okay, and this is a tangent, but God uses knowing, you know, Adam knew his wife, sexual union, conceived, right? God wants to know his people, same word, why? God's using that because the, the closest um, human intimacy connection that we know of is sexual union between a man and a wife, okay? So God using this as a picture, like your soul, your spirit, Okay, just as almost if I can give this analogy of like, you know, your sexual organs in marriage are reserved for each other. And so when a husband commits adultery, it's so hurting, right? Because there's this betrayal. God feels the same way because the vacuum of your heart, the temple of your heart, you're the holy of holies of your heart. Okay, we're said every human is, I, I said porn addiction is a worship disorder, right? There's some other idol in my heart. I believe I'm sealed in the holy of holies. Okay, but is my whole temple filled, right? Ezekiel 8 and 9, I think, talks. I, I was listening to someone discuss it you know demonization that's a whole other topic you know and you know i just so many so many issues so much disagreement what's the point gives me a headache holy spirit help me but i i'm obeying if you love me i'll obey my commandments that's really the crux of what's going on i'm doing that now and i'm like wow god help and it's me taking a step god taking a step me taking a step it's like me and god where do i end where does he begin i don't know union with christ is beautiful i mean it's a relationship it's powerful it's awesome god is good so that that's the key but but 
works being automatic. You believe you should stop sinning, you know, as if I forfeit my human agency. And that's another key human agency, divine agency, Calvinism, Arminianism, determinism. I'm throwing a lot out there. It's just flowing through my head. It's just, it just gives me a headache. It's like, I just want to like be happy and love Jesus. And this world's a war zone and your mind is the battleground. And I believe the only way I'm able to understand this is because I'm praying and asking God, help me. But it's the key. The key point.